dried kids, I started getting like random Mm -hmm. little gray hairs. Now, do you think it's age related or stress related? (laughs) Hey y'all, I'm Jamie. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Mom the Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at mom underscore the podcast uh, to stay up to date on new episodes. And today we are back at my house. So uh, disclaimer, you might hear one or both of my dogs in the background barking. So if you do, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Hashtag mom life. Can't do, can't do anything about it. Hashtag so. finding a place to record <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. Just part of the deal. Yeah. So going along with our wild animal theme that's been going on in some of our podcasts, we saw last week a baby bobcat. What? Yes. In our front yard. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just like... It's so random for this area, isn't it? Well, we saw the mommy Uh like months ago. Twice. Okay. And she was um, actually, well, three times if you include when my neighbor saw her. So one time she was like on our fence. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like in our backyard. And then we saw her in our front yard. And then I saw her when I was walking with Harper and Kinsley, like in this little common area, like common field area. And she was across the street. And I was like, oh my God, that's the bobcat. And we hadn't seen her in months. So we were like, okay, maybe she found somewhere else to live and yeah. um no we we saw the baby this morning she's fine with the them. dogs and everything she wasn't looking to um the mom you know, she was okay i mean i probably wouldn't we did close our dog door at night mm-hmm. for a little while um just just in case yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been fine. Oh my yeah. goodness. It was really We talked about really that cute. on our podcast. Right? We said there were dogs, there's cats. We talked about the zoo with the leopard or whatever. Now here we got bobcats. Yeah, it was super cute. But... It's always a wild kingdom at Mom the Podcast. You never know. That's yeah. So funny. How oh sad, my goodness. It was cold outside. It was like oh, when it was icy and stuff, and it yeah. just like kind of ran across the street into the bush. I hope it wasn't like lost. Aww. But. Poor you babies. know, mm. and yeah. Oh so. my gosh! Should we talk about? Yeah, you said ice. Speaking of last week, we're delayed a week because <laughs> once again something has happened, right? In mom life, so I don't know if you want to start first yeah. with your experience, and then oh I could share God. mine. Woo. So last week um, we had a couple ice days. Uh, I wish it had been snow days because that would have made it a little bit more tolerable, I guess, mm-hmm. to be able to go out and play in the snow. But it just. It got very icy, especially on the second day, and the kids were let out of school early on, I guess, Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then they were home all day Wednesday, Thursday, and then had a late start on Friday, mm-hmm. and so that was definitely unexpected and difficult. Mm-hmm. And we got lucky. Some schools were closed on Friday as well. So, Four days off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm actually shocked our school wasn't closed on Friday, yeah, we but lucky. we were really lucky that it wasn't. So that was tough. Um, We weren't able to meet, obviously, because we couldn't really drive anywhere, and we had our kids. And Mm -hmm. it was survival mode. At least that's how it was for us. Yeah. How did you guys like handle? It was tough. Well, it's just so funny when we talk about ice, right? Because 
up north, I don't even know if this would have been a problem. Maybe it's the mm. way that they make the roads, the fact that they have more snow plows, they salt the roads. Yeah. I don't know, right? Here they don't right. do anything. Some parts of the they... country, because we're, you know, down here in, in Texas, you know, for us, it's like Armageddon. But in yeah. other places, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's just Tuesday, right? Kids are going to school. Oh, there's 20 feet of snow. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> So that's hard, I think, is that, you know, the way we handle it. But I understand that, you know, every place has its its things. But for us, I feel like the first day it was, all right, you know, we're doing this thing. I appreciated social media because I would go on to some of these, like, mom's accounts where they had these activities. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I think day one, that was okay. Day two, if I remember correctly, because I feel like all those days run together, I found this art project and it was, oh, get some ice cubes and paint and paint them. And it'll be like really fun. So I was like, okay, this is a fun idea. I'm sure my four-year-old and my one and a half year old would enjoy this. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to make sure my one, my one and a half year old doesn't eat the paint. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do, this is so genius. I'm going to do food coloring. So I get out food coloring and I get a tray and ice and they're having fun. And it's always the, I turn, turn my back for 30 seconds, yep. 30 seconds. And all of a sudden I turn around and my daughter, my one and a half year old has green food coloring. All of her face shook like <laughs> warrior princess. I felt like I was in Lord of the Flies the way these kids looked of like, you know, nothing, all, you know, everything's done with and the kids have taken control and it turns out what happened was my son had put his hands in the food coloring mm. and then when I wasn't looking took his hands and patted her on oh the face so his hands were covered he had it on his face because he was playing with it her face was covered and it was just wild I messaged my family and I was like this is just you know we've lost control so kids funny. are just like food coloring and I don't know if you know about food coloring, which I learned is it doesn't come off so oh, easily. I was ask. Like yeah, washable like paint. Oh, so we're in the bathtub, my poor kids, and we're like scrubbing them, and it's like half. And so two days later, I went, when we finally went back to school, I had to say to the school, you know, there's nothing wrong with my children. They're not gangrene. They just have green food coloring, coloring that we can't get off. So, you know, careful with the projects that you oh, find. They gosh. might not always, um, you know, so funny. be okay to be unsupervised, even if it seems edible. So that was hard and then i don't know then day three it was just like oh my gosh thankfully our nanny was able to come on oh, thursday good. that was huge because yeah, we were you know me and my husband were tag teaming i felt mm-hmm. like we were back in the pandemic and we were talking about sick how funny when we were talking last time on our last Same podcast kind of situation yeah, yeah about being sick and so i don't know by the end of it i think we were all all of us even the kids were like this is enough we can't deal with this get us out of the house so i was thankful on friday when we could finally send them back to, to school yeah so Harper we were, was ready to go back on yeah, Friday yeah. yeah so we were and other moms I talked to they were all like oh how was it for you I was like how was it for you and I feel like everybody said the same thing we were just surviving yeah it's, we it's just so, survived and you don't have an opportunity to arrange for child care mm-hmm. necessarily maybe like last minute like you were able to but like we couldn't yeah. find anybody to yeah, help us yeah. and there's that one day when nobody could drive because the roads are so icy so then like you're really stuck yeah you're really stuck and you still have to work yeah I actually took that day off Mm. of work I just ended up I just said like I can't do it like I can't work with my kids at home and like they're gonna be bothering me my husband's not really good at keeping them away from me well, no one is because they're so clingy. <laughs> so I don't blame him for that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but there was there was just no way I'd be able to work. So oh. I took that day off work. And then on the day before, 
Uh, what did I do when they came home early? I think. Oh, yeah, because that's when it started. It started Monday afternoon. They came yeah. home early, and then Tuesday off, Thursday off, and then Friday. I mean, I Wednesday. I, oh, yeah, they came Tuesday, home early Wednesday, on Thursday. Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking it was Tuesday. They were uh-huh. home full day for three days. Uh-huh. So it was like Monday, a whole week. yeah, so Monday, I ended up not working that afternoon. I just went and picked them up and brought them home. And then I think I maybe did some work like that night. And then Tuesday, I went to my mom's house and worked in the morning and then pretty much took off in the afternoon and same thing on Thursday. So I really like was not able to get a lot of work in. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just going back to how hard it is to be, you know, a working parent and especially when both people work mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's easier for me to take time off of my job than it is for Evan to take time off of his. Mm-hmm. Also because he's uh, 1099, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's like if he doesn't, literally if he doesn't work, there's no, he doesn't money. make money, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, I'm salaried. Mm-hmm. So if I take off work, I still at least get paid and I can maybe make up that time right. later on. Right. So it's oh, still so hard. Yeah. You know, it also makes you think about single moms. I think last time you were talking about stay-at-home moms, but single moms, imagine, I don't even know how this week mm-hmm. must have been. If there's any single moms out there, please message us and t- share, share your experience because yeah. you can't turn to anybody for help. You can't no. get anybody to come to your house because the roads are icy. Mm-hmm. If you're a 1099 like you were talking about, right? You really, I mean, can't take off work. What do you do with your yeah. kids? Or I you imagine- work for one of these places that stay actually stays open like the mm-hmm. grocery store yeah oh. and and maybe you're not really allowed to take off work right so, or you don't have any time off that you can use and they really need you at the store so right. yeah that would be really really hard so oh, more power to the single moms out there because i know how brutal it was for us i can't even imagine if you had zero help oh and then spending oh. all that time with your kids yes yes <laughs> it was you know wednesday when i took off work it was actually nice. We just we just stayed here. We like watched a movie. Well, we watched two movies and played and mm-hmm. whatever, and mm-hmm. it was fine. But definitely by the end of it, I was really ready for them to go back to school. Yeah. Did you find that rules went out the window during those days? Yeah. But, you know, we didn't really have... I mean, they both actually acted pretty good. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So we really didn't have any issues with that kind of thing. They really just hung out and played i know a lot of people aren't gonna like to hear this but mm-hmm. harper watched her tablet a mm-hmm. lot yeah. <laughs> no i feel like you have to that's why i was asking that you know usually we don't sit there and watch movies because i don't think my my kids have attention spans for that but it was like okay these are s- snow days you know like you're saying they're really ice days whatever you know yeah. movies hot chocolate yeah whatever food you want to eat we were we like the times when my husband was able to you know go out to the grocery store when you could i was like just get all the frozen food yeah. it was like my diet forget about it right two podcasts yeah. ago we were talking about how like it's a new year and let's be healthy <laughs> i was like no get the frozen pizza and the mozzarella sticks oh, and whatever yeah. stuff you can get all the stuff that's terrible for you because that's what it was just like one of those modes where it's just like oh for i sure. don't care rules are out the window i'm just surviving and do it so yeah, yeah. i, I definitely don't think eat, yeah. Yeah, all the ice cream <laughs> yeah the coffee ice cream you're talking about yeah you I ate, like a whole thing of yes. coffee ice cream over That's the space amazing. yeah <laughs> i feel like in times like that i would hope that no moms would would be judgmental about it because we all just yeah. have to do what we have to do to get by yeah right you can love your kids and love spending time with them but it's also hard and exhausting mm-hmm. and you just got to do what you got to do and yeah. as long as they're healthy and safe 
to me, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I have a hard time with the project stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've never been good at the project stuff anyway, mm-hmm. but then having the two kids where they're at different places, you right. know, developmentally, where Harper can sit down and do a project, Kinsley cannot. Right. I mean, she can sit there and scribble, mm-hmm. but then she, you know, tries to take Harper's stuff and whatever. Like, she just can't really do it. So it's hard for me to sit down and do a project with Harper when we have Kinsley yeah. around. And so then what's Harper going to do if she's not, you know, she can only play with her Barbies so much, I right. guess, you know, right. so. Right. And they need to be entertained, it's, right? Yeah. It's like Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> that movie? Yeah. Random voices I come <laughs> up with here on this podcast. Anyway, but yeah, that's what I think about, right? It's like Gladiator. That's what I feel like last it week is. was it's like Gladiator. Two kids go into the ring. Who knows who comes out? Oh my gosh, there was a lot of those moments. Oh yeah. Oh, we have a dog visitor. Oh gosh. Okay. Huh. <laughs> well, I might include this in the preview so you Let's can see Rocket, but we'll see. Here's Rocket. Rocket, Say what do you hi. have to say about the snow days last week? Were you also miserable with the kids around? He's the crazy one that barks a lot, mm-hmm. but he's also very he's weirdly affectionate. Like he wants to like sit on you and stuff, but okay. if you try to hug him, mm-hmm. he'll like grumble. Let me see if we'll do it. Oh, there's the grumble. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Last week was tough, too, with the animals also because we're all stuck Mm -hmm. inside. And my daughter is – sometimes we're teaching her gentle – and so sometimes yeah. she'll like put her head on, on our dog and be really gentle. And other times she'll just grab like a chunk of his fur. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so I think like yeah. our, our animals have figured out, I think I talked about this in the past, right? Like, oh, the kids are around. Get me outside. <laughs> get me away. Like, I don't know what's about to happen, but I don't want to find out. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's hard even with the animals. But we survived. So I yeah, feel like that was a survived. win. Getting back to... I guess normal, if you can call it that, but yeah. So I guess on another topic, how have your kids been sleeping? Yeah. So that's what we wanted to talk about today, right? Because we talked about, you know, important topics, but then we got sidetracked by, you know, weather. And I feel like it was also worse last week because Mm. the schedule was just off. Yeah. I find that the more my kids go outside and play, the better Mm. they seem to sleep at night. I think it's so true. That's true for adults too. It's just there's something with like the circadian rhythm. Exactly. Yeah. Like just seeing the daylight Mm -hmm. and then also getting that physical activity. Mm -hmm. I think there's research to back it up. I don't have it on me, but yeah. yeah. So it's the fact that we were stuck inside and we tried to, we tried to brave the ice and they were slipping. (laughs) It was a whole thing, but I was like, we need to get outside I don't know you know bundle up whatever we have to do um but yeah their sleep was off and then something else has happened we have just you know both my kids when they were born we had night night nannies or night nurses whatever you call them and got them on sleep schedules for us it was worth the expense they slept great yeah my daughter sleeps great my son slept well until my daughter was born and after my daughter was Mm. born I don't know what happened but all of a sudden he stopped sleeping through the night and we got like a sleep consultant and that sort of helped but it's not perfect and it's it's so difficult when they wake up in the middle of the night because you know that they're they're scared and they want you and that's a beautiful thing but at the same time you're tired and you need to Mm -hmm. sleep and you have to be functional the next day so it's frustrating and We've noticed even the past couple nights that 
when our my in-laws are in town, it's been a while, they were out of town, now they're back in town, so it's been a while since my husband and I have had the chance to do date night, which mm. I feel like is really important for everybody that we should do like oh, yeah. a date night once a week if you can. Oh, I don't care if it's 45 it's, minutes or a drive-through, gosh. but it's Even so Even if you're important. like not getting along, like, yes. I feel like it's still important yes. to do that, but anyway. That's no, it's topic. so true, because yeah. I, cause with parenting, it's parenting is such a giving you know, role. And so sometimes the relationship, the couple Mm -hmm. relationship can be sacrificed in those moments and just finding time just to be adults and be a couple together, I feel like is so important. Um, but, but anyway, but what I noticed is finally we had these wonderful date nights and Mm -hmm. that's when my son slept the worst Mm -hmm. because I think he had, you know, he missed us and we were out. And so it's, and then it's tough because then you know, my husband shared with me, I don't know if he's okay with me saying this, but you know, I feel stuck. Like, I feel like I want to go out and be able to be parents, but then it's exhausting when your child is waking up, you're already out late because <sighs> it's a date night yeah. and then your child's waking up three night, three times in the night and that's exhausting. And so it feels like you can't go out because then you have to deal right. with your kids, you know, whatever. And I said, you know, it's just, they have to get used to it. They have to get used to it because it's so important. I, I think he agrees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but sleep is so hard and it makes yeah. everything just so much harder. I don't know. How has it been for you? Uh, we've had a lot of sleep issues mm-hmm. and we never did a sleep consultant, although I looked into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband never wanted to. He just didn't want to pay for a sleep consultant because he felt like we could kind of just look online. Although I think it's nice when they come and like kind of work with the kid and stuff. But yeah. so we yeah. never did that. So I don't know if that would have helped or not. But yeah, we have kind of always had sleep issues Hmm. so harper harper did sleep all right as a baby so she kind of went through phases when she was two months old she actually did start sleeping through the night Hmm. but then at like four months old uh she started waking up a lot and then she went through this phase of where before bed like when i put her to bed Hmm. she would cry mm. a lot and I, I was looking it up it's called the purple crying because the baby mm-hmm. cries so much sometimes they turn like a purple color oh my goodness I've never heard of that That's and they're inconsolable oh. so this was what happened to her and it didn't matter if I was holding her if I was feeding her if I was walking around with her if she was in her crib by herself mm-hmm. she just cried wow and this was like from 7 p.m until Sometimes like 11 o'clock at night. For four hours? Five hours? It was horrendous. Four hours? Yes. Four hours. It was horrendous. I remember like crying to the pediatrician about it because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like there's, Mm -hmm. she is in, she literally is inconsolable. She just cries. And looking back, I kind of wonder if some of it had to do with just being overstimulated. So she was Mm -hmm. in a daycare Mm -hmm. and she was there, you know, kind of early in the morning, probably around seven o'clock until like 6 30 mm-hmm. 6 or 6 30 yeah. so that's a really long time mm-hmm. for a little baby and I wonder if that was part of it but she went through that and then she slept all right and then at a year and a half she started waking up again mm-hmm. and she would just wake up in the middle of the night and it just over time got worse wow. and it got so bad like we just didn't we we tried a lot of different stuff like we tried um like going in there we tried staying in there while she fell asleep we tried just checking on her every so often we tried cry it out and just letting her cry it out all the things all All the the things everything to do we tried all the things and like one night 
we were letting her cry it out because we had already gone in and checked on her several times and it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we just have to let her cry it out, I guess. And she ended up falling out of her crib. (gasps) And Evan found her the next morning sleeping on the floor Mm -hmm. and she had a big bump on her head. So she had fallen out and bumped her head and I felt really bad about it. So, oh, that mom guilt must have been so huge. I still feel guilty. Like I still Mm. feel guilty about it. And it affects how I deal with Kinsley now too, because it's, it was so like, I felt so bad. I was like, if I had just gone in there, Mm -hmm. I would have either seen that she had fallen out and Mm -hmm. been able to console her or maybe prevented it. Yeah. But but yeah. how would you... That's what's so hard, right? How do you know? First of all, kind of what you were talking about, about at certain times in her life that yeah. she would all of a sudden... It's, that's what I feel like is tough when they're babies is, are they teething? Is yeah. it something they ate? Is it a growth spurt? Is it a cold? Is it, you know, something yeah. else? It's so hard to know and then to know what to do, right? Yeah. And when you're And when you're at that limit, like it sounds like you must have been of, what do we do? We've tried this, we've tried that, we've read all the books and, you know, we've done all the things that, you know, all the million people have told us to do and we're just at our limit and we need mm-hmm. to sleep. And so, yeah, baby's crying, but what else is new? And who knew that the one time out of yeah. the millions of times that she was crying happened to be the one time that she falls out of bed and hurts herself. Yeah. How would you have known that? Yeah. I mean, that's so hard. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's no way to know. And we had never seen her try to get out of her crib. There was, yeah. I, we, I had no reason to think that she was, you know, trying to get out, but mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely felt really bad about it. So we, uh, let her sleep in our room the next few nights until mm-hmm. I converted her bed to a toddler bed mm-hmm. so that she could get up like in and out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it didn't help, but mm-hmm. at least she was falling worse, out. I imagine. And, yeah. Cause then she was, you know, getting out of bed and coming yeah. into our room and, and I was getting up and walking her back and that happened a lot. And then we were like, this is crazy. Like we're just going to put a bed in our room for her. Mm. And so then we did that and she would come in, but then it was, it was still hard to get her used to sleeping in a different bed in our room. And so it just, yeah, the whole thing was terrible and it lasted forever. And she still wakes up at night. So. Oh, and it still hasn't fixed the problem. And, and yeah. it's, so, it's interesting that you say that because it's every stage is different, right? First, you're dealing with them being in the crib. Yeah. And you don't know what they're needing because they're little babies. But at least they're sort of confined to their crib. <laughs> then they figure out how to get out or they start talking. And then the hard part is when they start saying, Mommy, Mommy, oh or gosh. Daddy, Daddy. And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, my heart oh. is just being, like, ripped out right now. That's because the they've learned how to, right, communicate. Yeah. So now you really feel like you have to go in there. And then you move them to the toddler bed which was the same situation Mm -hmm. with us and we knew it was coming and people i've always heard say keep your kid in the crib as long as possible because once they're out of the crib right they don't have that security i guess of being in in a place with bars even though it sounds a little bit like a prison (laughs) but it makes them feel safe so you know i'm not gonna you know rule against it but then right then they don't have that and that's where also I think it, part of it went mm-hmm. off the rails for us is he was coming out all the time. We had to bring him back in. Mm-hmm. You know, other people have said what kind of you said. We put a mattress in, you know, in our room yeah. or we just let the kids sleep in our bed because we're exhausted and what else. But then obviously I would imagine that affects your relationship because oh, yeah, now sure. it's not your room. You can't, you know, yeah, you have sex have, or whatever yeah, with your you kid. Don't have, like, any privacy. Right? <laughs> no privacy, right? So it's either you're exhausted because you're running back and forth to their room 75 times or you deal with the fact that now they've become the third person in, yeah. in, in the room, right? So it's just, it's, it's hard and it's hard to know 
what to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And still hasn't worked. And no, it still, still hasn't worked either. I know. Yeah, she still gets up almost oh every gosh. night. Last night, she actually slept through the night. I was really surprised. Wow. But most nights she gets up. Usually now, it's not that big of a deal. She just comes into our room, lays down on her mattress mm-hmm. on the floor and goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, she'll wake up crying. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a night terror mm. because... So this happened the other night. I went in there because she was just crying and crying and she wasn't getting up and coming over. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go check on her. And she was just sitting up in bed crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Harper, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? Do you have a bad dream? And she wasn't responding. She was just crying. And so I just kind of like hugged her. And then she like kind of leaned into me and then laid back down and went to sleep. Mm. I think she... I don't think, and she didn't remember it the next day. Yeah. And our pediatrician, when we said that he was having, our son was having sleep issues, he said, is he having night terrors or is he having nightmares? And he said, Mm -hmm. the difference is the night terrors kind of what you're talking about. It's like, they don't remember. Yeah. It's just sort of, it's, they haven't slept enough or something. I forgot what he had told us. They're too stimulated during, maybe it wasn't. I think it was that they, they didn't sleep enough. And so they just wake up Mm -hmm. versus a nightmare is they have slept enough, but something scares them and they wake them up. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And what do you do? Is that yeah. a weird place where she just, it's a night terror, so she doesn't even know, she's not responding, you're like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, the first couple times it happened, it was pretty scary, mm. because you're like, what is wrong, and you you don't know what's wrong, and right. she can't communicate with you, and yeah, so it was, you know, it was a little scary, but yeah, now we know there's like nothing when that happens, I right. mean, there's, you just, all you can do is just say it's going to be okay and let them kind of, you know, cry it out. I guess. Right. <laughs> cry, go back to go sleep. Go back to sleep when they're ready. So. Yeah. Oh, that's what happened to us. It wasn't a night terror. I think so last night something scared my son. And so my husband went in there and then at four in the morning, he woke up again and my husband kept like going in there. And at some point, and he wanted, he has this hatch light. And so he was wanted to turn it on, but at mm. night we don't let him turn it on. And he was getting so upset. He says, you've let me do this other times. Why are you letting me do it anymore? And finally, I was like, all right. And I get up. And I think my son knows, okay, mom's coming in. Now it's business. <laughs> and I just said to my husband, I was like, just leave the room. And I said, you know, we love you. We're close by. It is nighttime. And we'll see you when that light turns green. And mm-hmm. finally, he just admitted defeat, I guess. I don't know. That's the only <laughs> way I could think of it. Because I feel like it's like a negotiation. It's like yeah. a war at that time, right? Yeah. Except they're tired, you're tired, it's like logic is off the table, right? <laughs> and he finally fell back asleep. But it just depends on the night, how he's going to respond, what he's going to be. Sometimes it's really easy and it's, or sometimes he sleeps through the night, sometimes he'll wake up once it's really easy and sometimes it's like, you, you know, everybody feels like they're losing control. And yeah. it's just so hard to know what to do. Yeah. I don't know. Do you remember as a kid waking up and going into your parents' room or anything like that? So, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went into my parents' room probably till I was like eight years old. Okay. So you did it too, right? So here we are thinking, okay, our kids should be sleeping through the night, but I was the same way. I yeah. definitely remember times when I would sleep in my parents' bed or wake up in the middle of the night. And I remember one time I thought the wallpaper was moving and I like ripped it off and then my oh. dad totally redecorated my room. Because I feel like at that age, our brains are so it's, Yes. You're wild. like, it's like being on drugs all the time or mm-hmm. something. Like their brains are just very imaginative and active and yeah totally I would say yeah anyway but so you slept until you were eight years old how did your do you remember how your parents handled that so they got a cot that they would just take out at night 
and I would go sleep in the cot. Okay. So similar to what you're doing. Similar to what we're doing. It was on, so my, my mom didn't like waking up at night with me. My dad was a, or is an OB-GYN. So he was used to getting up at night a lot. Mm -hmm. And so my cot was on his side of the bed Mm -hmm. and I'd usually like wake him up. (laughs) Very loved that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like it's always karma. I think my dad has said this to me. He said, just you wait. It's karma, right? All the things that we drove our parents crazy about. Now our kids are driving us crazy about. It's a circle of life. Yeah. Circle of life. But doesn't make it any easier when you're in that stage. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I really don't know how he did it because he was getting up all through the night mm-hmm. anyway, going to the hospital oh, to deliver so babies. Mm-hmm. And then I would come in and wake him up and then I would make him like hold my hand mm-hmm. so he like put his arm down it couldn't have been comfortable yeah, yeah, at yeah. all and I would like hold his hand and Aww. go back to sleep but yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean it's definitely it seems it was hard I feel it's hard at that age right yeah. as you're saying about the way that kids and their brains mm-hmm. are you get scared I definitely was scared yeah. and I definitely as a kid you know and I think it, it happens as an adult too but we're mm-hmm. able to kind of say obviously that's not real right like you right. see like the coat and the hat on the chair and right. it you it looks like a person right it freaks you out um in the dark anyway and for a child it, they probably don't under you know they don't have the life experience or you know the development to like stop that fear right and understand like oh it's just a it's just clothes on right. the chair right they don't know that yeah. right yeah, I find, I don't know, do, your, do you ask other parents, or at least I find myself, I'll ask other parents, I'll say, how are your kids sleeping? And mm-hmm. it feels good to me, and I hope, you know, the listener out there feel reassured to know that you're not alone if you're also having sleep <laughs> issues, because there are some parents who will say, have your kids stopped sleeping through the night? No, my kids sleep through the night. The kids mm-hmm. are great. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like, Argh! I know. But I do think that sometimes they'll say, oh, yeah, my kids sleep through the night. But then later on, they'll say, oh, yeah, my kid woke up because they had to go to the bathroom. So I don't know, maybe yeah. it's people's, you know perception where they feel like they're sleeping through the night but it's never perfect but it definitely makes me feel like okay what is with my kids why are my kids not doing that and these people's kids have these like perfect angel children Mm -hmm. who are just you know following the rules and doing everything and sleeping through the night yeah they go to sleep on their own they stay in their room they sleep through the night i yeah i i hate when parents tell me that and i also don't believe it (laughs) i'm like First of all, there's no way, like maybe, maybe some kids are like that, but I think most kids, they're, they wake up, right. you know, That's I mean, adults age, wake yeah. up too and, and adults just know how to lay in bed and handle it. Whereas right. like kids get scared or, or lonely or whatever. Right. And so I, yeah, I think most kids probably get up at some yeah. point. And I think there's also short-term memory loss. As a so, parent or as a kid? Yeah, as a, I think it's both. Parent. Hopefully both. at both sides. But like as a parent, I think especially as a mom. Well, I guess as a dad too. But so for the longest time, I thought Harper slept really well. And mm. I, I always told people like it wasn't until she was 18 months that she started having sleep issues. I was like, she slept great mm-hmm. up until then. Mm-hmm. I always used to tell people that. And then I, I had Kinsley. And started going through the sleep stuff with Kinsley. And then I started having these memories. Uh, it's all coming back. <laughs> going through the sleep it. stuff with Harper. Yes. And I was like, oh, you know what? She really wasn't as good of a sleeper as I mm-hmm. thought she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so true. It must be evolutionary, right? Yeah. Because otherwise people would have one kid and never have more kids yeah. again, right? You have to forget the pains of childbirth <laughs> and the pains of the early stages of newborns. Because otherwise procreation would never happen, right? But it's true. It's one of those things where I remember being in certain stages and thinking to, my, thinking to myself, I'm never 
going to forget this. This is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to remember this forever. And then you're right. You forget it. I remember saying yeah. that to myself, but I don't remember what I was saying it about yeah. anymore. Until, yeah. like you're saying, when the next kid, and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I remember this, yeah. and this sounds familiar exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You're right. And I think our brains purposely probably, <laughs> are, we're very resilient human beings that just try to say, okay, just put it out of your head. Remember how cute they are. Yeah. And, and something, and even after how hard it is with two kids, sometimes I'll say to my husband, you want to have a third? And he's like, eh, I don't think so. Right. But yeah. there's something I think innate in us that says, have more kids, have more kids. Yeah. Right. It's just biology. Yeah, it's biological. Right. For sure. So that's so funny that you said that. It's so true. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, but yeah, the sleep stuff is really hard. Kinsley's never been a good sleeper. And mm. um, she's always, I mean, she'll go through short phases where she sleeps the night, but mm-hmm. She usually doesn't sleep through the night and it's just hit or miss whether she goes back to sleep quickly or she doesn't. And then I go in there and rock her a little bit until she calms down and then put her back to bed. Usually that works unless she's, well, she has all her teeth now, but unless she was like teething or Mm -hmm. sick or something like that. But yeah, my kids have never slept well. (laughs) That's so exhausting. And then working full time, both of you working full time. It is amazing. Before I had kids, I was, you know, sort of like a late night person. So I would sleep in. I mean, weekends, I was sleeping until noon. And then to have kids, and it's just such a different whirlwind. And I was always the person that needed my eight hours of sleep, like at least eight hours. And it's amazing what you find when you have kids, or at least what I've found since having kids, of how you can function on a little amounts of sleep mm-hmm. or disturbed sleep. Oh, yeah. Right? I think being right, a parent of a newborn really teaches you, or even as they get older and they're not sleeping, how you can function. Yeah. Because somehow I am able to find the energy and still do well at my job and still, you know, wake up with the kids, yeah. even though I'm exhausted. And I never feel tired. Do you ever feel that? Even if you get a quote-unquote good night of sleep, <sighs> do you still wake up exhausted? Oh, yeah. I always, even if yes. I sleep, like there's nights... And I've never done this in my life. I've never been like a long sleeper. Okay. You know, I've always kind of just been fine with the regular eight hours or seven hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like recently, there's been nights where I'll sleep like nine hours. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go to sleep at like nine o'clock and wake up at six or seven. Mm-hmm. So that's like nine or ten hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and granted, sometimes they're waking up, so I'm like up through the night mm-hmm. a couple times, but over most of the for most of it I'm asleep. Right. And I'm still exhausted. Yeah. yeah exhausted. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I saw this thing that in the first two years of a kid's life, you lose like six months of sleep. Oh my god! <laughs> like I totally believe something it. Something crazy like that. I was like, oh, oh my god. gosh! Yeah. yeah, that's what. And I feel like that's what ages us. I, maybe since the kids, I find you know the bags in my eyes a little bit more. I got more wrinkle. I don't know. Maybe it's, oh, for sure. Right? Oh, for sure. You just have that tired like eye look. Yes. Mm. Um, I I think my eyes always look tired. And well, this is totally off the topic. My husband doesn't know this either. Uh-oh. Somebody loves will find out. I like got Botox for the first time oh, okay. a couple weeks ago because I just couldn't take that look of like mm-hmm. all the lines and the baggy eyes and everything. So yeah, it's too much. But, yeah, it's so hard. It's a lot. It's so hard to be exhausted. I yeah, like it. I didn't even know that you got it. Yeah, looking good, girl. <laughs> you do. I don't, you. I don't know if I'm going to do it again or not. I haven't decided, but. Yeah, I thought I'd, I'd try it. Yeah. I just felt like I looked like so creepy and 
tired and wrinkly oh all the time. Yeah, isn't that hard? I feel like as a parent and as mom, right? I feel like you just, it's like your whole body just changes, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and I started getting gray hairs oh. after I had Harper. Oh my so I didn't goodness. have any gray hairs. And then after I had kids, I started getting like random mm-hmm. little gray hairs. Now, do you think it's age-related or stress-related? <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's, I think it's stress related mm. or hormonal no, from like the pregnancies and changes after or whatever. But yeah, I think it's definitely stress yeah. related. Yeah. Our bodies go through so much and then yeah. they change afterwards. It's just wild how it works out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That makes sense. So, uh, another question about the sleep stuff. How do you guys divide up the nighttime responsibilities? Oh my gosh. So, so funny off this podcast, we were all hanging out and you guys said that my husband's like a plus <laughs> on his dad duties. Well, Evan said that. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think he's head. a great dad. Yes. No, no, he's wonderful. I'm yeah. very lucky. So but to that point, he does most of the night times and because he can just function better unless sleep, which is hard. And we've gotten sometimes, you know, he'll say it's really hard. And so then we'll try and say, okay, on certain nights I'll do it and other nights won't. I think what happens is that for me, my approach is more of, okay, they've gone to sleep. Mm-hmm. They have all the things they need. They know like the rules. Like, yeah. like you know, my son is, you're not going to, we're not going to come in until the light is green. Yeah. So my philosophy is more, even if it's quote unquote my night, I'm just like, let him cry it out so he can realize yeah. the rule. And the rule is we're here and we'll talk to him on the monitor and we'll say, you know, we're close by. We love you. But my fear, maybe it's a strong word, is once you start going in there, yeah. then he starts learning, oh, guess what? When mm-hmm. I cry out, they come in. And so my husband is a very wonderful, loving father, so he'll go in. Yeah. And I think my son knows that. Yeah. And I think it comes from a, you know, wanting to be a daddy place. I don't think, you know, I think when people say kids are manipulative, I think kids just want attention. Yeah. And, and they just know how to be do you. it, right? Yeah. And figure out how to do it. So he definitely knows how to do that. Whereas I am much more weighted out. And yeah. so my tolerance level is much higher, I think, mm. than my husband's. And so he will go in and so then somehow that happens where he's the one going in and i'm not and so it doesn't work so yes i think i'm fortunate that he will do most of the nighttime stuff yeah yeah but it's hard i don't know what about you all uh i i do almost all of the nighttime stuff Mm. and i have since harper was born uh i did all of it until i was pregnant with kinsley Mm -hmm. and then at some point i just started feeling so so sick and tired from Mm -hmm. being pregnant that I told Evan, like, I can't keep, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, you've got to start waking yeah, up with her. I need help. And so then he started getting up with her. And then afterwards, uh, when Kinsley was born, it kind of reverted back to me. Mm-hmm. And then our mattress for her is on my side of the bed. Mm-hmm. So also, I'm a lighter sleeper. Yeah. So, like, Same I hear, with my husband. I That's hear the everything. Problem. That's and the problem. Part mm-hmm. of me is like, I wish, I wish Evan would do more at night. But then at the same time, I'm like, but I wake up anyway. Yep. And I'm not going to go back to sleep until yep. they're back asleep. Yep. So 
what's you and my point? husband are like kin right yeah. you guys <laughs> yeah, are the same yeah. thing whereas i could sleep through whatever as i'm sure yeah, your husband yeah yeah evan just sleeps through anything like unless yeah. one of them's really going crazy like there's mm-hmm. been nights when kinsley's just been off the rails mm-hmm. like screaming crying and he'll wake up yeah uh, and occasionally he's gone in there okay. so i feel like yeah. there's always that person in a relationship yeah and it's i think it's different in our relationship because usually i hear it's the men are the ones who can sleep through whatever <laughs> and so mom's getting up so clearly i am one of the fortunate ones it sounds like <laughs> Um, but I've also done plenty, right? Oh, yeah, in the mom sure. world. Yeah. But yeah, there's always one person who could sleep through like a hurricane coming through your house yeah. or like a tornado blowing by. They would sleep through that. And the other person, as you hear, you know, like a creak in the house, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're jumping up and, you know, what is it? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I think I have a little bit of both. It depends. Yeah. And I think definitely when my kids were much younger, right? Yeah. And you didn't, you know, you were nervous about SIDS yeah. and all the things. I think I was much more alert. Whereas now, sure. you know, I feel a bit more comfortable that it, they're probably safest in their beds of anywhere Same. in the world. Yeah. So I have a little bit more, you know, calm with that. But yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, interesting that y'all are like that too. I've definitely, uh, started to get better sleep because of that. Whereas before it, the crying just drove me crazy. Yeah, yeah. I would get anxiety or I wouldn't be able to sleep and then I wouldn't be able to fall back asleep. And mm-hmm. now, you know, if I hear Kinsley crying and, and it's not a crying where I feel like I need to go in and, and check on her, it's just maybe cr- sleepy crying, mm-hmm. then usually I'm able to fall back asleep pretty easily and kind of just ignore it. Yeah. So I'm getting better at that. Yeah. But yeah. It's hard. Yeah, so I actually have a story about like sleep anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh, before I do that, do you ever experience phantom crying? Yeah, where you think the kid is crying and they're not. Yeah, oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So I have, or I have phantom door opening. <laughs> oh, That's my thing. And we have a cat that will like jump out and like come out. I'm like, what is that? Who's the cat? But yeah, because my son can obviously get out of bed. That is more for me. Less crying, a little bit of the crying, more of the door opening where I, that's what puts me on alert. But anyway, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so I have terrible phantom crying. I think mm-hmm. I hear Kinsley crying all the time mm-hmm. when she's not. And I have to like listen for a couple minutes and figured out. Oh my gosh. But it's so, almost like a PTSD. I think that's what it is, right? Your I, mind has been so affected by the crying yes. that you're like, yeah, that you just, yeah, you just hear it. And yes. so I definitely have had, yeah, PTSD is like the perfect descriptor mm. for it. So when Kinsley was six months old and I, I realized afterwards, you know, I, I looked back and I was like, oh, she just got her six month vaccines. Mm. And I think she had, I think there were three of them mm. maybe. Mm-hmm. And she, she had gotten them on, I guess, a Monday. She was fine that night. Tuesday, Evan went out of town. He had to go to Houston for work. So I was alone with Harper and Kinsley, and Kinsley started waking up. Oh, my gosh. And I would go in there, and I would check on her, and she wouldn't go back to sleep. And then I would rock her, and she was fine if I was holding her. But the second I would put her down, she'd just start crying again. And yeah. it didn't stop. It, it was all night. Oh, god! I mean, it was literally all night. And finally, at, at 4 in the morning, I was in there. And she's crying, and Harper got up. Oh gosh! Because so you heard her, or yeah, Harper. Fi- that's the worst. Harper when finally one kid hears the, the other kid crying in the middle of the night, and then you have both kids up. And actually, traumatized Harper too. Oh no! So yeah, so it's like four in the morning. Harper gets up, and I'm like, oh shit, 
Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to, I can't put Harper back to bed. She's not going to go back to bed on her own. Mm-hmm. Kinsley's up. I can't put her down and then put Harper to bed because she's going to scream and cry. Mm-hmm. So luckily my mom wakes up at like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I texted her to come over Oh my goodness! and she came over and took Kinsley and Harper and I went back to bed and slept a little bit. Oh um, gosh, that's so, so tough. That and, and I feel like it's always when, right, someone's out of town yeah. or... You don't have help around. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was the worst timing. Then. Yeah, of course it would happen. Uh, when I was like by myself with them and it triggered something mm. after that. I got such bad anxiety. Oh, wow. So there were a couple weeks where all, all day, every day mm. I was just, I was a wreck. Wow. Like I could barely work. I was crying randomly all the time. Mm. I had the worst anxiety all the time and I'd never experienced anything like that before. Mm. So I finally realized like people who have anxiety, like why it's so hard to function. Yeah, it does. But it was, it was terrible. And then it started to get better, but I still get some of that nighttime anxiety. So I don't know what it was about like that experience, but it was, it was traumatizing. You know, I kind of just wrote it out. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess... Just time. Time. Time past the event. Time, and then, yeah. you know... Well, I guess, you know, this is... We're being real on this podcast, so yeah, I, right. I actually take medication. Awesome. Um, So I had an appointment with my psychiatrist, like, a couple weeks later. So I, I was kind of waiting for that, and then I mm-hmm. you talked to him about it, and, you know, so we were able to get some, like you know, medication to help with that. Yeah. And yeah, over time it's gotten better. Wow. I'm really proud of you because I think that same thing with therapy, right? I think there's such a stigma around therapy, around medication. I should be able to do this on my own. I should be able to solve this problem without help. And sometimes it's just like having a tool in your tool belt. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just need the tools in your tool belt so that it's not so hard. If it's there, yeah. Okay. Maybe if you have a 106 fever, right, you could ride it out, but wouldn't it be nice if you took some Tylenol or took some sort of you know mm-hmm. herbal medicine, whatever your you know philosophy is, to feel better? Yeah. And I think sometimes it's the stigma that gets yeah. in the way and makes it so much harder. And then that's when you start hearing the scary stories yeah. of moms who when people you know, don't get treated. When they don't get treated and they don't have the help that they need, and they you know do horrible things. Yeah. Right. If only they had that that ability to say, "I need some help." Yeah. So I'm really proud of you because it's yeah. not so easy and hopefully yeah. other people feel that way too. Yeah, it's not. And it's really easy to feel, you know, ashamed of it or yeah. to feel like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. But um, it's been helpful. Right. So I feel like that could be a whole podcast yeah. episode in and of and itself. there's so but, many people who yeah. take antidepressants. It's all, yeah. I feel like the thing that I, I like about our podcast, although I guess self-fitting because this is our podcast, <laughs> but that we talk about the things that people don't normally talk yeah. about that so many people go through. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, pe- when women, you know, for postpartum depression, right? Taking medication for that mm-hmm. or whatever. All the things that, that I feel like we as moms go through and it's okay. And yeah. a lot of people are going through those things. So many people, like I was saying, are taking antidepressants, yeah. but people don't talk about it because, or go to therapy, but people mm-hmm. don't talk about it because, oh no, what if someone judges me? Yeah. Well, probably they're doing the same thing or know yeah. someone who's doing the same thing or who knows. So yeah, usually it's not as bad as we think, but there's this fear mm-hmm. that we can't talk about it. So yeah. That's why we're here, y'all. Yeah. Talk about those things. Um, and know you're not alone. And I don't know. And with sleep, it's just, it's it's so hard. It is it's so hard with sleep. And mm-hmm. to be that 
that good parent the next yeah. day oh, and to not want to so blame hard. your kids because there's something in me where it's just like, I'm like, you know, if it wasn't for my son, I would be in a much better mood today or I have so yeah. much more energy today. But it's, it's not, I don't want to say it's his fault, right? right. Or it's hard right. not to say it's his it's fault a, because yeah. it's like, if you just slept through the night, we wouldn't no. be here. But I would never say that to my kid because that would cause a whole other <laughs> slew of issues. You don't want them to feel like right. they're responsible for right. it. It really isn't their they're fault. Not, right? It's their, you know, it's just a normal but development it, thing that's happening. But yeah. I think it's so hard as a parent to be in that place it and is. not want to say, you know, if you would just sleep through the night, you know, everything in this world would be better, which is definitely not the truth. Yeah. Um, there's always so many other factors, but it's definitely hard when you're so tired. It is. And... You just want to sleep. Although I do find that there's always something, even if there's times, and maybe something like you're talking about, like the, the PTSD, mm-hmm. and it's a, you know, a very clinical term that we're using sort of loosely here, but right, that even when my kids would sleep through the night, the random times that they would, sometimes either me or my husband wouldn't get good sleep. Maybe it was thoughts yeah. racing through our heads, or the dog needs to go out in the middle of the night. Same. Oh my gosh. Or something wakes you up and you can't go back to sleep, Same. whatever it is. Sometimes it isn't the kid's fault. Sometimes no. it's and Those are the worst because yes. I'm like, oh, like right. I hate that I couldn't just sleep right. because they actually slept through the night. Yes. Here's your chance. <laughs> Don't lose that opportunity. Oh my and gosh. I find myself getting like upset with my husband where I'm like, oh my gosh, like you had your chance to sleep. <laughs> oh, I do the same He doesn't get thing. mad at me. I'm sure he thinking, he's thinking it though, right? The same yeah. thing. Oh, you do that too? I do the same thing to him when he stays up late. So my husband's more of a night owl too. Mm-hmm. And he's getting better about going to sleep earlier Mm -hmm. but I think naturally he likes to stay up a little later like I'll go to sleep at like 9 or 10 yeah and he'll he'll stay up I mean now he goes to sleep earlier but he sometimes stays up to like 12 or 1 or something Mm -hmm. and so there's definitely been nights where I'm like he's like I'm so tired and it's like morning and I'm like well, I'm exhausted too, right. and you, you could have gone to sleep him earlier. In the face, being like, yeah, like if you had gone to sleep at ten right. or even eleven, oh, yeah, you would have gotten have all your you know mm-hmm. eight hours of sleep. We so. definitely <laughs> have those conversations for sure. And it's kind of like we've said in the past, right? Nobody's going to win the sleep argument. No, everybody's just going to no. be tired. And if you start playing that battle, you're just both going to hate each other because it's just it's hard and it's exhausting. Yeah, at some point you have to just stop. Yeah. doing the blame game yes you know like you have i have to stop doing the blame yeah. game because nobody wins yeah. it's so true i love that you said that yeah. yeah it's so hard and it's hard to get quality sleep even my fitbit sometimes you know my fitbit will say oh you got i don't know i think i'll sleep i don't know i'll go to bed like you say at nine and wake up yeah. at seven so it probably ends up being like whatever i can't do math but you know what i mean <laughs> a long sleep yeah. and my fit will be like oh you got amazing sleep and i'll look at my fitbit because it'll be one of the nights where the kids woke up like six times in the night and i'm like like, Fitbit, there's no way. Right. <laughs> Fitbit, please. 87 sleep score. Like, I don't think so. I don't think, think so. you're no. reading that right. But no. And sometimes it'll say I have great sleep, and sometimes it'll say not great sleep, and I'll sleep, you know, consistently. So Yeah, I stopped wearing my, yeah. my watch at night because of that, because I was like, this is so inaccurate. Right. It's saying I'm asleep, and I was awake. Right, right, right. And I, I, I was lying too still, yeah. and it's like, you've been sleeping for two hours. Yeah. Nope, I was just in bed, <laughs> watching TV, not moving my body, because I was so exhausted from the day. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, wow. Oh, sleep. Sleep, yeah. snow days, sick days, all those mm. things. So, whew. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. But Should we end here? Yeah, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up there. I feel like I could go on and on about sleep stuff. 
So if you all want us to do sleep part two, where yeah. it's just us ranting. <laughs> yeah, just let us know. Right. <laughs> or if you guys have your own, you know, sleep issues that maybe we didn't even talk about today, because you know, our experience yeah. is only two people. I'm sure so many other people have different point of views and and different stresses. So definitely, you know, DM us, share, because um, we'd love to hear from y'all. Yeah, I would I would definitely love to hear other people's experiences. Yeah. So Beautiful. yeah, for sure. And again, follow us on Instagram. That's where I try to be consistent about when we uh, upload our episodes, but it's not always perfect just because that's life. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll find out about new episodes on there. All right. So keep and, checking it because yeah. you never know when we'll have a new episode live. Yeah. Yeah. And Beautiful. yeah, share if you enjoy our podcast, share it with another mom friend mm-hmm. uh, to help help her find us. And mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye.